Hi, everyone. This is Anthony Diaz with the Pop Health Show. And as you know, this show is for anyone that has a strong passion for making people healthier in this world. I'm really excited. I'm really enthused to have Dr. Robert Steele on the show today. So Dr. Steele is a he is the chief strategy officer at Arkansas Children's. He's been doing a lot of great things there. He does a lot of other things, but I won't steal his thunder. Welcome to the show, Robert. Great. It's great to be here, Anthony. I appreciate you inviting me on. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, thanks for peeling off time to do this. Uh, and, you know, to get started, I love origin stories. I love to hear about what drove people, what were they, were they, you know, had the turn to really focus on health and get into medicine and help people and get into, you know, um, helping children and people at a greater way. But uh, maybe you can tell us a little bit about your origin story and maybe some of the series of things you've done across your life to have led you to where you're at today. Uh, great. Well, um, it, it's a it's a bit circuitous, uh, <laughs> but I'll try to put it in, put it in a nutshell because uh, uh, you know right now you know I'll just give you the endpoint is uh, I'm largely administrative. Um, I do a little bit of practicing, and so a lot of times the question is, well, how did you go from being a doctor to administrator and those type of things? And the answer to that is it was largely accidental. Um, mm. I, uh, I, my origin story starts with my dad, who was a pediatric infectious disease expert and still uh, practices down in New Orleans. And so I, I had uh, experience in the, in the pediatric world kind of early on. Uh, when I went through college, I, I kind of had that feeling that I was going to end up going the medical route and, and did. Uh, and as I went through uh, medical school, I had the thought that I'd probably go into pediatrics, which I ultimately did, although I'd like to think that I had an open mind. Mm -hmm. um, went through a pediatric residency, and it was really just going to be, you know, the, the, the doc down the street, seeing, seeing kids right. and, and practicing. And that's what I did for exclusively for about 12 years. And then I got asked to do some things uh, largely in the managed care world, which is really the business aspect of, of uh, medicine. And um, uh, really found myself enjoying it, which um, mm -hmm. and in being able to connect the dots between uh, the business aspect of medicine and how you can utilize that as a tool to improve the health of, of the uh, patients that you serve. Um, you can imagine uh, getting uh, good at understanding managed care makes you the really boring guy at the cocktail party, which I was clearly, but I, but I did enjoy it. And uh, one thing led to another, or really one thing led to three things, which led to nine things. And then suddenly I found myself doing a lot of administrative stuff as well as uh, seeing kids in clinic. Uh, I then got asked to, to take a, a, a larger role uh, in managing populations. And that's really where my, my passion uh, grew. So it, it took what I had learned and had practiced in the exam room and moved it to the boardroom where I'm, I'm impacting thousands of children uh, at one time rather uh, than just one. And so, you know, I do miss the, the interaction one-on-one uh, -on -one with uh, patients and their families on a daily basis. I still get that, uh, just mm -hmm. not in the large uh, quantity I did before. But now, um, you know, my passion really sits with uh, engaging uh, folks to, to really have a concerted effort at improving the health of large numbers of, of people at one time. 
Yeah, no, no, I, I love it. And, and uh, so really glad you didn't go the other route and, you know, you get to, <laughs> you get to impact processes, um, you know, operations and strategy and innovations right at a higher rate. And, and that could be copy and paste. Obviously there's a place and time, you know, for, for individual doctors and, that, and that's a blessing in itself, but it's a unique skill set to have someone with a medical background, you know, take that leap at, 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 and, and, and lead others and lead processes. Um, on that note of passion, right? I'd love to hear a little bit more about some of the things that you're working on today that are, 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 are really capturing your fixation, right? Um, what's, what's new? What's innovative that you're working on? What are some interesting projects and impacts that you're making? So obviously, you know, lots of children going through your hospital uh, constantly. Just love to hear more about, you know, what you're seeing and working on these days. <laughs> Yeah, so in a nutshell, the thing that um, I, I'm both passionate about and excited about is that mm -hmm. here at Arkansas Children's, you know, we, we really look at ourselves as uh, the institution that could meaningfully impact the entire state's children. And mm -hmm. to be in a position where you could really impact an entire state uh, is unique and exciting. So right. when, it comes to, when it comes to those aspects of care that we're trying to deliver you know we recognize that you know in 2019 uh you can't just sit sit back build a building and expect everybody to come to you right <laughs> right, right. Um, that, that's not going to improve anybody's health and it, it actually burdens the, the patients um uh it, at some point and so um so really the, the things that are exciting are being able to understand how we can deliver that care uh and 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 really focus on the prevention of, of illness and disease, but do that where the children are living and learning and playing. Uh, so doing that as locally as possible and, and is as appropriate. And to do that on a statewide level um, is, is really exciting. Plus you get to work with a lot of really cool people that have the same vision. So that, that, right. that part's cool too. And let, let me ask you, what, what's the difference between, so also engaging children and engaging adult patients, you know, definitely different, you know, for, for our listeners out there, what are some, some of the differences that make the difference um, in the two? I'm just, I'm just kind of curious. I love to listen to kind of like how, you know, it's probably a different mindset. You know, what, what is that difference? You know, uh, that's a great question. And I'll tell you the, the biggest difference is that you're not directing solely at the patient because the patient lives in a family, yeah. uh, lives with a guardian, yeah. lives with somebody. You rarely see a three-year-old show up at the hospital driving themselves uh, here, right? So to make an impact, you have to always not just think of the patient, but you have to think about the family and the family dynamics and what influences um, the health of that child is largely driven by the environment in which they live and uh, the folks that, that they're uh, surrounded by. So, so when we are looking at initiatives, uh, it impacts the entire. It, it has to, by definition, impact the entire family or the the, the guardians that are, are surround that child. Mm -hmm. So, uh, to you know, give you a very specific example, if we're going to make meaningful uh, impact on, say, childhood obesity, mm -hmm. um, that's more than just 
looking at nutrition and exercise of the child, you have to look at uh, the dynamics within the family themselves because right. the child um, is not going to make those specific impacts themselves. And uh, you have to count on the parents to be able to uh, engage in the health system and in their own lifestyles as well. So it, it, it takes on a, a much larger uh, bit of work um, when you're trying to impact those uh, aspects of, of childhood. Yeah, that's a great dimension. I think that isn't probably understood as much as you would think, you know, I mean, you would think, you know, children come in and you just need to kind of fix them and make them better and help them heal. But, you know, probably the prevention aspect and, you know, getting them to an optimal well-being standpoint is is so much important in this early state of their life, not to mention influencing the family. I mean, what are, what are some ways that you guys think and you, you think about, you know, influencing that family for the, for the better. So we're instilling those great well-being habits and rituals with them. And I'm also curious on just what other, you know, you know, struggles, uh, you know, what are, what other challenges that are out there in the market? You know, as you've, you've listened to probably a couple of our episodes, uh, there's a lot of different other, so like we're talking about here are social factors, right? You know, the, the way that the child is brought up, their their zip code, their access to food, and, and probably their background has a lot to do with their health. Um, how are you addressing some of those things, or how are you thinking about some of those things on how you know Arkansas Children's can really influence uh, those factors? Right. So you know, healthcare in general, and certainly in pediatrics, mm-hmm. what we recognize is that your zip code uh, has more influence on your health than your genetic code. Right. And uh, those social determinants of health that you, you, you refer to um, uh, impact uh, a child's health by, you know, it's, it's estimated about 80% of what impacts a child's health is not delivered within the four walls of a hospital or a clinic uh, or a health system. And so it, it, what, what's exciting and also very challenging uh, for an organization like ours is to understand, okay, so what what is the scope of work that would significantly impact uh, a child that we are equipped to do? So when we're talking about those social determinants like poverty and um, uh, food insecurity and housing issues, um, you know, we grapple uh, internally with, okay, so how much, how much do we uh, engage ourselves versus how much um, do we partner with those that you know, know these things uh, better than we do, but we can be meaningfully part- meaningful participants in that. And, um, and we, you know, we work on that every day because uh, we recognize, you know, we, we can't do it all. And in fact, in, in many aspects, uh, we can barely do a little bit of it, but we can certainly partner with those that are, are experts in those social determinants and, and make an impact. And that part actually is, is one of the more exciting parts mm-hmm. of, of delivering health care and, and transforming that health care delivery and more importantly, transforming child health mm-hmm. um, is, is doing that in partnership uh, with those that can impact those social determinants. I love it. I love it. No, this is, this is you know, very powerful. And obviously it's, uh, you know, I, obviously a lot of societal factors, uh, IT factors, system factors that are coming into place that are allowing us to you know, think deeper and connect the dots with the social factors. So it's really super fascinating. Uh, also curious, Dr. Seal. So on the uh, communication front, right, coordinating communication with families, communi- coordinating communication with the child in and out of the hospital, you know, pre-op, pre-visit, post-visit. Um, 
how is that different than, you know, engaging adult patients with, you know, letters and email and communications? Uh, are you seeing any opportunities there or new, new things coming out that make it promising to kind of usher that child through Arkansas Children's a lot more uh, effectively for, for not just the child, but for the family as well? So just love your thoughts on kind of like communication and communication innovation. Yeah, so that's actually, we have a very significant focus on that because mm -hmm. what we're finding is that um, in the healthcare industry, there there are a large number of both startup companies and ones that have been um, engaged in the healthcare space uh, longer term that are coming up with digital solutions to those communication mm -hmm. issues. Because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, when, when, you, when you think about communication, you think, well, I can just pick up the phone. Well, that's... That, that may or may not be true, but the, the, the processes of how you um, address the specific concerns of a parent and because uh, the, the concerns of a parent of a child that has new symptoms is different than the concerns of a parent who has a child with a chronic disease that they actually have uh, a, a fair amount of knowledge. And it's different than the uh, parent of a child that is uh, looking to have surgery in three days. So mm -hmm. there are all those different aspects, and there are some unique and exciting uh, digital solutions to engage uh, those folks. Because you know, quite frankly, the you know the the young, particularly the younger parents. Although I want to make it exclusively to the younger parents, right? More and more people are expecting to be able to have that communication, have that communication at the time that's convenient for them and have it um, conveniently located in their pocket when they pull it out in order to have that, uh, uh, that conversation, whether that's by text, by, um, by an app or by any other technological solution. So we, we are uh, actively engaged in looking at the, um, you know, trying to really push the, the limits of where that uh, can go to make things as convenient and ultimately more efficient for um, the parents and their and the families and the patients. I love it. I love it. No, this is super powerful. You know what you guys are focused on, and you know, uh, you know, as a parent myself, you know, you think about these things in a whole other light than when when you weren't a parent. And you know, communicating with the child, with the family, so super important. You know, it, it makes a big difference on not just the communication, but how that information's received and how how it's acted upon. Um, just curious, Dr. Steele, what, what are some other, um, when you look at the future, when you look at the future of healthcare and you look at, you know, some of the things that are get, put, getting put into place now, tell me a little bit about the vision of healthcare you see happening in the future, this, this optimistic future that you know that we're, we're marching towards. I'd just love to hear a little bit more about that. Yeah, so um, I think the, the thing that I look forward to is uh, aligning the effort and incentives around healthcare delivery around the outcomes of prevention. So, you know, and, and what I mean by that is, you know, that for decades now, the healthcare system effectively is uh, set up to uh, reinforce, hey, um, I'm sick today, I need some help. Um, I go get help and then whoever it is that's helping me gets paid rather than what can I do now that will keep me from getting sick in the future and how do we as a health system and as providers um, get incentivized 
to engage in keeping you as healthy as possible so that you never have to come to the hospital, that you rarely have to um, come to an, uh, you know, an urgent care, and that you're really following up with your primary care physician that um, uh, keeps you healthy as you, um, you know, move forward through life. And mm-hmm. um, currently, you know, the, 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 method, the methods in which that uh, are incentivized are not really aligned very, very well. That's changing significantly, and it's changing in a lot of different ways. It's changing uh, uh, from uh, the you know from the payers that that pay, from the government, uh, and quite frankly, from the healthcare system too. Recognizing that we what we want is to um, try to prevent uh, disease and injury as as much as possible. We just want to do that in a um, uh, financially sustainable way. And finding how to do that and do that in conjunction with the government and the payers and all that is um, that's a big challenge. But I think we all have the same goal in mind. I love it. I love it. No, this is a, it's a great vision, right? It's a, it's a, it's an exciting time. Lots of possibilities in front of us to, to reach towards that vision. And so it's really, really fascinating uh, what's going on. I appreciate your, you know, you narrating what, what can happen here and what will happen. I, I, totally agree. Um, let, let me ask you, uh, I guess I have one more question for you. And I guess before I ask it, um, I'd love to hear, um, uh, I guess for our listeners out there that would like to engage with you online and on social media, if you would like, you know, our listeners to engage with you, what would be a great way to do so? Uh, well, so for, for, uh, I'm on Twitter as, uh, ach.rob. Uh, and then, of course, Arkansas Children's has got a significant media presence uh, with really all the venues on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, um, Instagram, all of those uh, aspects. And, and you can find Arkansas Children's there. So when it comes to all the things that are going on here, as well as, you know, we, we like to announce what all the exciting things that are happening in the community that are health related. Um, that's the uh, uh, best place to inter- interact with us. Awesome. Awesome. No, we'll, we'll link to that in the show notes for sure. And so I really appreciate that. Um, Dr. Steele, my last question for you is more uh, routine based, right? So you've been in health for a while. You're, you're, you focus on medicine, you focus on medicine in so many different dimensions across uh, your, your life. Um, what are some daily or weekly routines from a health and well-being standpoint on a personal basis that really keep your engine going, whether it's, it's mindfulness, whether it's something you're eating, um, a certain type of exercise, just kind of, you know, what, what's your kind of like, you know, viewpoint of living and, and integrating health into your own personal life that really works for you? Yeah. Wow. Great question. I don't know that anyone's ever asked me that. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I, 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 I won't say that i I'm, I'm perfect at it, but I actually make a pretty concerted effort. So mm-hmm. from a diet perspective, I have a, uh, I, I, a, a, fairly low um my 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 diet is primarily plant-based um Mm -hmm. i'm not a vegetarian but i uh i uh tend to uh, when given it when when i have the choice is to is to have a plant-based diet sometimes that's hard when i'm traveling and and whatnot but right uh, so that's so that's from a diet perspective i try to do that um i exercise very regularly i'm a cyclist so um if it's nice outside i'm on the road and if it's um, uh, if it's not nice outside, I'm on my Peloton, and I do that almost <laughs> daily. I love it. I uh, love it. And then uh, you actually mentioned mindfulness. I've actually only just gotten into that, 
Um, uh-huh. And I've, I, I don't know that I've perfected it yet. I've, I've been working on it actually pretty significantly. And, you know, we were talking about digital solutions. There are some really good apps that um, uh, uh, facilitate uh, mindfulness. And I personally have found it to be very helpful um, yeah. for, for um, uh, dealing with both stress and also um, uh uh, concentration, um, not just um, at night or in the morning, but throughout the day. So um, I, I would say I'm practicing uh, on that on a fairly regular basis. I love it. I love it. Yeah, no, definitely inspirational what you're mentioning. And uh, I hear you on the plant-based, um, you know, I think it was what Einstein that had mentioned that as a human being progresses over a lifetime, they should move towards uh, eventually a plant-based diet, you know, as much as possible. Um, but, um, and uh, that's great on the cycling. I'm, I'm very inspired to, to I, I, a lot of people are mentioning about the Peloton bikes. I have to, you know, seek to get one myself. And, um, but yeah, I'm right there with you on the mindfulness thing as well. You know, it's, it's uh, some great apps out there. I use Calm and it's, uh, it's, it's been pretty profound, but no, I really appreciate it. Yeah, definitely, you know, from a mind, body, spirit standpoint and the job that you do at Arkansas Children's and, you know, the level of resilience that you need to maintain, right? I'm always kind of just curious on what, what you know, executive teams and executives at hospitals, you know, do to keep things going, you know, and, and, and to, to recharge. So, um, Dr. Steele, this was super powerful to have you on the show. I really appreciate you making time, carving out time to do this. And uh, to our listeners out there, this is the Pop Health Show. The show is for anyone that has a strong passion for making people healthier in this world. Again, Dr. Steele, thank you so much for making time and for, for doing this with us. This was great. It was my pleasure, Anthony. Thank you for asking. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs>